What's up, everybody? Welcome into Pace the Nation. Broadcasting back here at Studio 1A in downtown Arlington, Virginia. We are here in the heart of Arlington County. Of course, that's Clarendon. Back again. I always name the episodes, and I believe, yes, it is. Episode 145. 145. A big show to get to today, guys. And with me for this big show, to my right, co-host Joanna E. Russo. Joanna, what's up? Uh, do you know what 145 is? The, here we go with the numbers game. Um, I, I, I can't remember what 144 was that you told us. <laughs> so how am I going to know what 145 is? No, no clue. 145 is probably the number of times that I have perfectly parallel parked, but it's in the hundred thousands. <laughs> okay. Well, Docs is dying to chime in. Let's bring him in. William E. Docs. Docs, what's up? No, I was just going to say, last week you said that you were going to remember things. Um, oh, I did. <laughs> and right. for, for your trivia challenge mm-hmm. against the seventh graders. That's true. And you don't even remember what the purpose of the 144 what was. What was the 144? 12 times 12. Well, 12, 12 times 12. That's right. 12 squared. All right. You're going to get shut out by the seventh <laughs> graders. I, I believe that you just came up with that all the time. You, you weren't thinking of 145. When I asked you the question, you had to quick, quickly think, and you said the number of times you parallel parked. No, she's staring out the window yeah. uh, watching wistfully, somebody, yeah, watch, well, watching also, people parallel park and, and judging them. I do judge them. But I did parallel. There was like a little spot and I didn't think I would fit. Parking's becoming a real problem in Clarendon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, I was like a little nervous. And then I parallel parked perfectly. I don't know what I was nervous about. It's probably the last time I'll ever parallel park. You got park. a tiny car. It's yeah. not too hard. It is. but um, All right. Big show to get to today, guys. Uh, I want to get into talking about uh, the weather of course uh this weather this past week was very windy and disruptive to a lot of people not to me i ended up being just fine uh but some other folks around it's the way it usually works out which is why we all hate you <laughs> around town had some issues so we'll talk about the weather and how it affected uh maybe even some folks in this room uh also in today's show joanna had an article come out and I'm not sure she even realized that it came out. Well, it came out today. I it was to touch, about me or written by me? Written by you. I want to touch on the article. And you don't even know what I'm talking about, do you? No. Uh, I want to touch on the article and I want to talk about some topics uh, related to that article. Uh, also on today's program, the world championships have been completed. And Joanna has some thoughts and she's got a new hobby that she wants to share. <laughs> So we'll talk about that uh, later in the program. And also in today's program, we're going to have Sarah Bishop. She is the champion, the 2017 champion of the Marine Corps Marathon. Uh, she also, more importantly, Docs and Joanna, she just won the uh, St. Patrick's Day 5K and 10K. Not only did she win the double, but she won both events on the women's side. So excited to have Sarah Bishop in studio with us later today. And Charlie will help us interview Sarah. And finally, we had a legend in the sport pass away this past weekend. Uh, We wanted to pay a tribute to Roger Bannister, talk about him. I have some thoughts on him. He was the first one to break the four-minute mile. Spoiler. Uh, But before that, um, I got a question for you guys. Mm -hmm. I've heard this word. (laughs) <laughs> um, and I, and I want it, it for some reason, I've heard it a number of times this past week. Um, you know that we are, especially running, we are in a niche industry. Yeah. Right. So this past week I've heard that word pronounced and I counted 
I heard it seven times, either on the radio, TV, uh, or other. What uh, word? Niche. Niche. Okay. And I've heard people say niche, niche. No, that's an artist. In niche. Mm-hmm. And the word is niche. Oh. It just really irritates me. All right, hold on a second. I'm going to kick this soapbox that you're standing on out from underneath you. I, I don't. I don't know so, why. I, I heard it uh, last you, week you on use a radio. So many words incorrectly. Uh, you you really don't have a, a leg to stand on it, when you're when you're complaining about the way other people are it, pronouncing words. I, you're probably right. No, but I'm I, definitely. I, right. I wanted to get your guys' opinion. It, the word is niche, right? And oh. when somebody is saying niche or niche, uh-huh. they're doing some sort of fancy like I'm really smart type deal, right? Is that what they're doing? Or maybe they're British and British people announce uh, pronounce things differently. I, and I don't know why I just heard it over and over and over Joanna, again. Joanna, name name a word that British people uh, say. Oh, here we go with the British accents thing. Please no. Please no. Um, I can't, I can't think of it. Schedule. Oh right, schedule. That's right. That's that's like one of the most. Uh, <laughs> I would say I I don't want to say annoying because I don't want to be on Farley's <laughs> side of this <laughs> issue. <laughs> That is annoying. But I there, agree. There, there are certain words that, that, depending on where you're from, people announce pronounce them differently. I don't know why I keep saying announcing. Uh, one one in particular would be water. Uh, people from the Philadelphia area say water. Okay. Okay. Water. But that that's not that, that's just a dialect. Water. That's just an accent. People, I think, are trying to be cool when they say niche. Mm-hmm. I don't like when people speak in one accent and then they speak in a different accent just for one word. Right. Like when they'd be like, um, oh, last night I had the weirdest case of deja vu. Yeah, I, like, I, I agree. I agree. Why you Wait, have to do you be so French about it? That's the same people who say niche. Well, what that. about people who say like Home Depot or Target? Right. Same uh, annoying people. <laughs> They're trying to be smart. Just can, can no, you guys that's come not, to my side? No, I think that's a different. Target, Target, and and Home Depot or whatever is that's not trying to be smart. That's trying to be, uh, that's trying to be funny. No, I think it's trying to trying to be. Do you know culture. what that means, Target? Do you know what that is? Referencing? No, it's a Target. It's, Target. Right. Oh, I the know. Target. It's Target, the Target but shopping store. But it's it's they're trying to be French or trying to be smart. No, they're not trying. That's not what they're trying to do. It is. They are pronouncing it in a funny way, but they're they're not doing it because they want everybody to think that they're smart. It's different than your niche thing, right? All right. Well, I want you guys to before we end this topic. It was Mm -hmm. just something that spoke to me this week that I had to share with the Pace Mm -hmm. Nation audience because I heard it literally seven times, once a day last week. If we're complaining about uh, this this thing on the same topic, you use the the word cliche wrong. Constantly, no, no, constantly. No. Well, at least I it, using it wrong and pronouncing it wrong are two different things. Like I'm okay. not trying to be cool pronouncing cliche a certain way. Uh-huh. So where do you guys land it's on pronounced clitch? Where, <laughs> where do you guys land on this niche versus niche? Would you ever say niche? Um, the common pronunciation is niche. So you would never say niche. Thank you. You can be my friend. <laughs> Docs. No, I, I mean, I pronounce it niche. Exactly. Okay. Uh-huh. Right. But I also don't get upset if somebody pronounces it a little differently because I understand what they're talking about. No, I think they're trying to be cool. <laughs> they are. You can tweet me. Let me know that I'm right at Pace the Nation. Tweet tweet us. Let us know. And if he's wrong, hit him up on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. I, I, don't, I, don't know why, I don't know why you're always Twitter. <laughs> Facebook, uh, Pace the Nation as well. 
All right. Um, we got to talk some weather here. Uh, we are sitting here broadcasting on Monday. We actually have an early broadcast, uh, Monday the 5th. And we had some terrible weather this past week. Uh, Tell me about it. Very windy. It wasn't as cold as, you know, uh, you know, so usually it's the cold and the snow that disrupts all of uh, the D.C. area. But this week, schools were closed because of the wind. And at first I thought, wow, that's ridiculous. How could they close schools because of the wind? But mm-hmm. sure enough, I think uh, well, it's the a, wind. It's a niche uh, <laughs> closing. <laughs> the wind definitely reaped some havoc out there. Um, and I fortunately, you know, the stores were, were came out somewhat unscathed, although there was a door that broke in Clarendon. Mm-hmm. Two doors broke in Clarendon because they uh, were whipped open by the wind. Uh, we kept the stores open uh, during during the entire weekend, so fortunately that was uh, we pretty much got by without too much trouble. But my power stayed on, my mom's power stayed on, the store's power stayed on. Does your you you do you have any power issues outage? Um, I didn't have any power problems. Yeah, but my parents did lose power in New Jersey because they, they got pummeled with snow. How, so how long were they out? Um, not that long. Not that long. Yeah. yeah. Well. It sounds like Doc's um, wasn't so lucky. I had some difficulties, a yeah. lot of difficulties. A lot of difficulties. Um, I lost power at my house on Friday morning, and I was without power for uh, two full days. Mm. On Friday night, I actually came into the studio uh, just to get a little bit of uh, computer time mm-hmm. um, and to warm up a little bit. My house was freezing. And yeah, like what was the temperature inside your house? When I woke up Saturday morning, it was 48 degrees. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but I also had uh, uh, another problem was because I lost all of my power in my house, I was trying to do things on my to-do list. Most of them require me to have a uh, an active internet connection mm-hmm. or power right like edit the podcast yep so by the way for everybody wondering why did pace the nation 144 come out so late yep it's because i didn't have power for two days and then when i started to edit it on sunday night i had the oscars on in the background and they showed meryl street and eddie vetter was behind her and i was like <laughs> well, i am gonna watch this entire broadcast right. eddie vetter's gonna be on i had no idea and he ended up playing a tom petty song uh during the in memoriam so, long story short, I had to watch the Oscars. I couldn't uh, edit the podcast. Well, you get a pass. You're, you were out of power for how long? Two full days. Two full days. I would have been tweeting and calling Dominion Power um, over and over and over. So well, when, every time you call them, that's, a, that's, out, that's power outages they can't bring back because they're busy answering the phones. Well, what, what was their excuse? Was there anything that... No, I mean, well, there was there was uh, extreme winds. So I'm sure that something knocked a power line to down somewhere. Wow. I, in my neighborhood, all the power lines are, are overhead uh, above street. So, it, like, anytime there's any wind or, or storms, something falls on top of the, the lines, knocks them Ooh. down, and everybody's without a power. Now, but that's not the worst of it. The worst thing is that because my to-do list, my honey-do list was all electronic. Um, the one thing I had on, on the list that wasn't was uh, put new siding up on the side of the house. So I brought the ladder out, put it up, went out to the side of the house uh, in 40-mile-per-hour winds, and I had the hammer out and a box of nails and everything, 
and uh, you know, I, and the siding keeps falling down. So I'm like going and grabbing it and all this good stuff. Get to the top of the ladder at one point, and the ladder falls out from underneath me, and I'm just suspended in the air like Wiley e. Coyote for about five <laughs> seconds, uh, and then I fall to the ground. Well, that's what it felt like. And then I and then I just fall to the ground. I fall very awkwardly. I think I broke my leg. I hit the ground and I think, all right, well, that wasn't too bad. But then after I hit the ground, my body kept going. So my head flew down and hit this like concrete brick and got a little gash on my head too. So I thought I had a concussion, bleeding profusely, uh, and and broke my leg in three places. But this none is the of first that I'm hearing of this. Are you yeah. serious? That, yeah, that's that a true happened? story. Wow. True story. Yes. Except for the leg brick. I don't no, think. I felt like I felt like I broke my leg. I just have this huge uh, bruise on it there. Wow! So I can't believe you didn't tell us right. about this. Well, I wanted. I, yes, I did. I just. I, didn't I you mean, just hear he's me? like he's like sending us. This is taking the uh, like don't talk about things until the podcast <laughs> right. to the extreme. <laughs> I know he's like texting us about random stuff, but he won't tell us like. Uh, I had know, to conserve battery power. Died. I didn't have. I didn't have power. No, it was it was bad. I was and then I was like, because I was getting a lot of stuff done around the house. So I thought, why not? 40 mile per hour winds. Let's put a ladder up and climb that thing. Yeah. See, that was not smart. Um, Thanks, Ace. So, uh, so that that was probably uh, the end of of you trying to fix anything or do anything. Trying to do house. anything. Yeah. And I know. And last week we talked about television. I did not appreciate not having television for two days. Mm. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, Docs, uh, I'm impressed that uh, you you kept it together. I would not have been. Uh, so kind to Dominion Power or others who uh, couldn't get the power back on. I, I just wish that they would take all the, the power lines or, or slowly start putting them underground. They say it's too too expensive, but I feel like responding to all of these emergencies every time we have a storm, that must be too expensive. Yeah. Like, why not just do it one block at a time? I don't understand. Yeah, I guess um, new neighborhoods probably have the, the power lines underground, mm-hmm. but... And new New York. And, well... Uh, you know, places like Arlington yes. that, that have, you know, all this well, the, history. And um, so, like, you, you know, what was the most frustrating was that uh, the new houses that they built behind my house that that uh, took away all the woods that were behind my house. They had power mm-hmm. that annoyed <laughs> me. I was like freezing in my kitchen, um, eating my fifth bowl of cereal in two days and they've got they, – I can see the TV glow in, in coming from their kitchen window. I, I, I can't believe you. Did you consider going to a hotel? No. No. Well, I would have been out of there so fast. All right. Well, I uh, hope everybody else had a better experience than Doc's did. That is, that is a rough weekend. Uh, so hopefully that's the worst of the weather and we're through it. But if it's not, you'll hear it first here on Pace Nation, uh, for sure. <laughs> on uh, Mondays, yes. as long as you avoid all other exactly. uh, news until <laughs> right. Monday mornings. All right, welcome back to the program. And now I'm excited to do a couple things here. So... Uh, to my right, I've got a guest co-host to help with the interview, Charlie Ban. Charlie, what's up? How you doing? Have I earned my gold jacket yet? <laughs> well, you know, we were talking about the gold jacket. Um, 
a number of episodes ago. I think it's five. And where are you? You're pr- probably pretty close to five. I've been in this office at least five times. <laughs> I, know. I know. So we'll we'll um, we'll have somebody check the. Maybe Joanne, our intern, can check uh, check the record, see where Charlie's at. Because when you uh, get five official appearances on PTN, you do get some sort of gold jacket. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll 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 track that down. Good question, Charlie. Uh, but thank you for joining us. Uh, you are here to help us interview our next guest, who I'm going to introduce. Uh, in studio, we are excited to be joined by Sarah Bishop. She is the 2017 Marine Corps Marathon champion. She also just won the St. Patrick's Day 5K and 10K. Uh, Sarah, how are you? Thanks for joining us. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Excited well, thank to be you. here. Well, yeah. thank you so much for uh, making the trip uh, and typical uh, Pace the Nation fashion. It was last minute. So, Charlie, thanks for tracking her down. Uh, you and I were kind of scrambling last night. Uh pull back the curtain a little bit here um i've got one co-host who just had bunion surgery the other co-host is in florida we did an intro um for this show and sarah wasn't our guest uh, originally but you were way better of than course anybody i was we, yeah way, i know way, yeah way sure <laughs> also when you when you recorded the intro docs was the one having bunion surgery right, so a lot right. of things have changed yeah, so a lot of things have changed so <laughs> Uh, so again, to pull back the court curtain, but but Docs does a great job of editing. It's going to all be seamless. No one will know. But uh, more importantly, Sarah, we're we're thrilled to have you here. I've been wanting to interview you or talk to you since uh, the Marine Corps Marathon win. I, I didn't even know who you were before that. Have you become? Are you like a celebrity now after winning <laughs> Marine Corps? It, it's kind of amazing how much uh, attention I've gotten since that win, um, just from different media outlets, mm-hmm. uh, Runner's World and Washington Post. And um, I was interviewed by Lindsay um, on uh, her podcast, I'll Have Another. Very cool. Um, lots of people have reached out to me, you know, oh, I heard your podcast or I read an article about you and I'm so inspired. So it's, yeah, it, um, I, I'm surprised, honestly. Um, I, I didn't expect anything like that, but uh, but it's mostly all been positive. That's awesome. So, yeah. That's very very cool. Well, it's all well deserved. Charlie did a great article about your race. Yeah, um, he did. That was great. Yeah, it's entitled Fairfax Bishops Turns Training Run into Marine Corps Marathon Win. So I want to start talking about, let's talk about the Marine Corps Marathon first, if we could. I do want to get to, you know, the St. Patrick's Day, the, sure. the Pacers race that you just won this past week. We want to talk about that too. But uh, was it really a training run? Yeah, so um, my goal race for the fall season was CIM. Um, the goal was always to uh, run the Olympic Trials qualifying time under 245. And um, about two weeks from Marine Corps, I was just I just really wanted to run the race. And I, I had run it the previous year. I ran it in 2016, and not my training hadn't been great. And I wanted to podium, and I, I got fourth, but I ran mm. my slowest time I had ever run in a marathon. So I was a little bit disappointed. Um, and here I was two weeks out and I was in great shape and I was looking at the weather and it was going to be much better than it was last year. And I had a 22 mile training run on the schedule. So I told my coach, you know, what if I run the training run during the marathon, you know, then I kind of get to enjoy the marathon, you know, and, you know, stick the plan. And he was like, okay, sure. All right, who's this crazy coach who allowed um, this? James McCurdy from McCurdy right, Train. There we go. So I called the business office. This was like <laughs> on a Friday. I remember I was had just dropped my kids off at daycare, and I was coming home because I hadn't heard a response from my email. And it was nine days out, and I was a little panicky because I really wanted to run. And so I got a hold of um, the business manager. At and, Marine Corps. Yes. Right. And he said, yeah, yeah, you can run. I, I remember seeing your email. So I'll send you a link to register. And I'm sitting there registering, and it was you know $175. Right. I'm like, am I really going to pay this much money to run a 22-mile <laughs> training run? 
one and I'm like, I'm going to race it. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's worth it for the, for the yeah. cups of water though. Oh, of course. Yes. <laughs> right. And so um, as soon as I did that, I just knew I was like, I had great training. I knew I was like, I was I was close enough to 245 where yeah. I at least wanted to try go for it and um you know in my mind what was four more miles and my coach was like you know had a heart attack when I told <laughs> him and he had one of his professional you know athletes who's on his staff reach out to me and go you really shouldn't do this and I was like oh I know but I'm going to I'm do it. <laughs> and so it was just one of those days um where Chris, I got on the line and I just felt amazing. Awesome. And I just knew, like, I'm going to be really close. <laughs> and right. I was way closer than I actually so thought. So, by, yeah. by the time you were racing, there was yeah. no doubt you were going to finish the race. There was no doubt. Like, right. by, by the time I, I had decided before I got out of my car, like, I had to decide if I was, was going to park at the finish or the start, right. you know? And I said, if I park at the start, then I'll be closer to the 22 mile point. But I'm like, I'm going to finish it. I'm parking <laughs> right. at the finish. So, <laughs> I'd already decided I was going to run That's the whole right. thing. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> Charlie, was uh, Sarah on your radar as, you know, one of the potential winners of the race? I'm sure she was, right? Well, she was last year, too. And, right. And uh, honestly, this year, I, I just expected Megan Curran would probably come back mm-hmm. and give another shot. Yeah. She was she was close last year. Uh, she was leading up until 24 miles last year mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. she had some uh, uh, GI problems that, mm-hmm. that kind of made it hard to run at the end. Right. So I, I figured she probably wanted to come back and, and make up for that, but... In the end, she said she wasn't really that well trained for it, and she knew she knew when Sarah passed her, what thirteen or fourteen miles in, yeah. she didn't have a chance to hang with you. Yeah, and not only did you, I mean, did you win? But like you mentioned, uh, two forty five oh six, you were looking for the standard. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of bittersweet, right? <laughs> well, you know, I thought I would be a lot more disappointed yeah. than I was, but I was only disappointed for like three seconds and then like, you know, you yeah. get caught away, you know, caught up with, I, oh my gosh, I just won the Marine Corps Marathon. I guess um, it was a lot more thrilling to me than sure. I thought it would right. be, you know, because I was so focused on a time, you know, but yeah, so that was really fun and I was just happy. I felt like I ran to my potential and I did everything right. I almost ran a completely even race and I'm like, I did everything I could. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, very good. And, and I, I said... Was it bittersweet? I didn't mention the fact that you were just seven seconds off the yeah. Olympic trials qualifying time, um, which, you know, you'll, you'll did, did you end up running CIM? Yeah. So then six weeks later, I went to CIM and I did it. I ran 242. That's what I thought. Yeah. So you, you ended up getting it. I so. did. But it was a little bit nerve wracking. Like, oh my gosh, what if I don't do it? And I only missed it by seven seconds. Of course, you know, I mean, I wouldn't have changed anything. I, I mean, the Marine Corps Marathon yep. winning, that was awesome. Um, but. I was happy, of course, to be able to pull it up, pull off that double right. <laughs> in such a short period of time. Well, it's a, it is a, a super prestigious race. It's an awesome uh, race and very cool and, yeah. and, and very meaningful to win. She's actually our third winner on this program. Charlie, can you name the other two? No. I'm putting him on the <laughs> spot here. Uh, Put him on the spot. He's a listener. I I, I figured he, he he would have a shot, but uh, but the other two that we've had on were also locals, which I think I, is really I didn't cool. Win it. No, you didn't win. Uh, other local, Daryl General, uh, has won the Marine Corps Marathon, and Heather Hanscom, who are also local. So being local, you're from Fairfax, yeah, right? Yeah. Or you live in Fairfax now. I mean, that really makes it cool too, because. Everybody in this area knows the Marine Corps Marathon. Oh, it was so neat. And it was really cool for people that knew me to, you know, be yelling my name and cheering me on as I was running the course. And it's also special to me because I was prior active duty and my husband's active duty. And so I've 
grown up, you know, right. kind of following this race a little bit and had a lot of friends that had run it and stuff. And so, yeah, it was, it was, it was neat. Very meaningful. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. So you um, were, like I mentioned, you were new to me. Charlie, of course, was all over it because, you know, he follows the running scene mm-hmm. and he covers it, but you're new to me sure. as, as a really a star, you know, fast elite runner here in the DC yeah. area. Yeah. Um, but You've been a runner for a while. You ran in college. Tell us a little bit about your history. Yeah. So um, I was a 800-meter runner in college, mm, okay. um, 206. You know, that was mm, pretty okay. fast. It's yeah. a bond <laughs> different than a marathon, though. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, but that was kind of where the buck stopped. I ran the 15 <laughs> a few times okay. and did not perform, you know, equivalently to my 800-meter time. I ran cross-country, which was a lot of fun, but again, very, very middle-of-the-pack runner. And so after college, um, I ran for the Air Force briefly, like, you know, um, a couple track races here and there, and I ran the Air Force half marathon. I ran 130, um, and then I hung it up for like seven, eight years. You know, I just wasn't a long distance runner. You know, and um, I got married. I had four kids, and then I just decided, like, I just missed running, and I was so overwhelmed, you know, and stressed with you know this new, all these new responsibilities, and it was like I had everything I ever wanted, but part of myself. I felt like I was like missing part of my identity. So I remember distinctly one day in April 2014, I was like. I have got, I've got to go for a run. If I'm never as good as I once was, that's okay. Yep. I'm in a different place of life. I'm going to have new goals and I'm going to I'm going to set a goal to run a half marathon in 5 months and I'm going to try to break 130. I might be able to do that <laughs> with good training. Right. And so I remember I went on I found some shoes in the closet. I was like, I'm gonna do a three mile tempo run, and I was like, I can do this in like eight minutes. For the pace. for the listeners, don't find the shoes in the closet when you're getting back in. Come to Pacers, get fit first usually. <laughs> yes, that is but, what you but, should do. But, but, but if okay, you're desperate, you. right? Yeah, if yeah, you're desperate, you have got to go for a <laughs> run because you have four kids at home <laughs> yeah. under the age of four. Right. Um, so yeah, so I like ran like you know eight thirty, eight thirty, eight fifty four, nine fifteen, and nice. I know this because I just looked it up the other day. <laughs> wow! And but I was like, I came home and I was like, that felt so good. I hadn't run in so long, and I needed that, and I'm gonna do it again tomorrow. And then I just started setting goals. Um, each race I ran, yeah, that's incredible. I, I mean, so that was 2014. Yep. You said so. A point of reference: two forty five is what like six fifteen ish for right. per mile. So yeah. As you slowed down in that three-mile run years ago, that's pretty impressive <laughs> that you were able to get back to 6.15 I know. Uh, yeah, I would never have thought that that yeah, would ever happen. It. Sure. All right. Well, you 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 said quickly, and, and I, I you kind of uh, quickly said that you had four kids mm-hmm. and, and this, in this hiatus from running. So <laughs> yeah. it wasn't like you weren't doing anything. You were busy raising oh, kids, yeah. having kids. Right. And you said, what are, the, what, are the, what are the differences in ages? Yeah, they um, – they're th- – the, from my from my first to my last, they're three and a half years apart, and wow. I have twins. So, oh, so you do have twins, okay? Yeah. So gotcha. right now they are turning in just a few months. Um, one will be eight, six, and I have four year old twins. Four year old twins. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So you you thought you're gonna have three kids? You're like, well, I guess we're having <laughs> four kids. Huh? Yeah. When my twins were born, I had a three and a half year old and a nineteen month old. <laughs> That's that's nuts. incredible. It so it's there, it's no secret why you couldn't couldn't run. I got one. I got eighteen month old kid at home, and I'm having a hard oh, time yeah. getting out the door. I know how so. that is. Yeah, uh, but that's just one. So that's in, that's incredible. So how are you able to run now mm-hmm. with with 
the four kids all under the age of eight or eight and under. Yep. Um, so I work full time and so does my husband. Um, and we take it day by day, but usually somebody runs in the morning. Um, you know, sometimes I get up as early as 4.30, get it done. Um, and then we get out the door. A lot of times I run at lunch. Um, when I worked downtown in Old Town Alexandria, I ran at lunch every day on the Mount Vernon Trail, which was really convenient. Um, my husband will train in the evening after everybody goes to bed. So mm-hmm. we just make it work one of those three times a day and we just... Wow. you know get it in yeah you just find a way I love we just it. find a way i, I mean it. the laundry might not be done but i'm gonna get my run in <laughs> that is for damn right sure. so so to, like so some of your training building up to running a 245 uh-huh. you must be logging pretty serious mileage well right? you know what so in the spring i had i self-coached myself okay um down to 247 so my very first marathon in 20 14 I ran 252 and then in 2015 I ran 247 at CIM and then I had a rough 2016 mm-hmm. kind of injury that's when I ran 256 at Marine Corps and I was like gosh darn it I'm gonna get a coach I don't know what I'm doing anymore you know like I need some help I want to qualify for the trials I think I have potential I was only two minutes away a year ago so in 2017 I was doing about 70 75 miles a week mm-hmm. I um, hired James and he really helped me he pushed me to do workouts I wouldn't have done, you know, which also made me slow down on my easy days, which I was always running too hard, too hard all the time, getting injured. So when I slowed down on my easy days and ran much harder on my hard days, that helped a lot. And then I bumped up my training even more to like 80, 85 in the fall. And that pretty that really bumped, skyrocketed my training a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's when I, I, I was in finally, you know, you know, 245 shape. And I thought I could be there because I had run 247 before. So kind of got back to that point. Um, but really had a great fall season. I raced a lot and, um, was able to PR in every distance. And, and then even now, uh, bumped up the training even more (laughs) and yeah, running, um, 90, 95 miles a week, really. And, um, yeah, I mean, four years ago, if you had ever asked me if I could run a hundred mile a week, you know, I'd, Say, no way like right, no right, I mean right. there's I don't have time for that right. but if I I started looking at it like how much time I'm spending running and it was a difference of between like you know 70 miles to 90 miles is a difference between like you know um uh nine and a half miles or hours a week and 12 and a half hours a week and I'm like, I can run a little bit right. more on the weekend a little 30 more minutes here and there and so when I looked at it like that I'm like it really wasn't a time issue it was can I handle the training and a motivation issue right. am I motivated to do it so I love that attitude because everybody finds the excuses but when you really look at it logically mm-hmm and when you look at it logically, yeah, right? I mean, you can you can That's actually what it do is. it. Yeah. And I don't want to hear it from anybody. You your husband's working full time, you're working full time, you got four kids. I mean, if you can do it I mean, if you, if, you, if you think about being stuck in traffic for an extra 15 minutes, right. that's two miles. I know. It's true. true. I mean, it's true. At her pace, it's yes. True. And, yeah, yeah, and it's I always true. told myself, yeah. I can only do 70. No, okay, I can do 80. Mm-hmm. And it was because thinking about doing it even more than I already was was kind of overwhelming. Like, it's because it's hard, right. right? But then finally in the fall, I'm like, screw this. I want to make right. the trials. I'm going to do the training that I know that will, that it's going to take. That take. Yeah. And so that's the, the attitude I adopted. It was kind of a game changer because I started realizing how are these elites doing it how are they running 235 marathons 240 marathons i'm like because they're training really hard they're not doing anything you know you know you know 
astronomical. Right, you know, right. they're just doing what it takes. I'm like, so I'm going to do what There's it no takes. There's no like magic. There's no secret. magic. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to do yeah. what it takes. Yeah. So uh, you fortunately stay pretty healthy. Uh, my, yeah. my co-host here, you're in, you're injured now, Charlie. Yeah, my hips all <sighs> whack. So his, because he runs about the same sort of mileage you do. Mm-hmm. He's a good follow on Strava. Are you on Strava? I was. So I, I just turned my profile to private, honestly. But I yeah. post my races, and only because, like, that's another thing. Is I this has to be fun for me, yeah, you know? Right, and right, it right. couldn't be a source of stress. Like I found, like people were having expectations of maybe what I should be running or comparing themselves to me. And I'm like, no, that's a buzzkill. Like, right, like right. I just need this. I need to be able to do what I want to do and race and run workouts the way I want to run them and just be fun, you know? And so it's been a game changer to do that. But I still post my races, right. and so that's fun, well, you know? And, but, and I'm I'm with you. That's, yeah, I, I like Charlie because he does keep it fun on Strava. Yeah, you yeah. got to keep it fun. Yeah. Can't be too serious. No, I never wanted it to, to be real serious. And people are really serious about it. I'm like, oh my well, god. You this. also might have people trying to emulate what you're doing, and yeah. if they're totally. not ready for it, then yeah, that yeah, yeah. And, so and you know, I I think that. Uh, Anytime that it says, let's go to Chadwick's on your Strava. Now that is, that, oh. that's always a highlight of my day. So. <laughs> okay. We, 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 we got to take a quick sidebar here. You, you got around the, you got around the, the I trestle. did. So how, this is funny. Figure, yeah. So this is, all right. So this is a, all right. Uh, side, sorry, uh, Sarah, this is a total sidebar oh, here. I'm, I'm um, so Glover Archibald trail. Glover Archibald, right there's there some construction there. I think that we talked about this earlier on the program mm-hmm. today. Um, that I uh, was able to find a workaround, but you got to have some like mountain climbing equipment. Okay. Oh, so no. it's, it's, yeah. Oh, so, I, so if, you know, I think that I, I, again, we're editing the show, totally pulled back mm-hmm. the curtain. We're editing the show. I don't remember exactly if I said it for this week's show or next week's show, but uh, Glover Arch World Trail, which I call the Georgetown Trails, uh, mm-hmm. jo- Joanna calls the Connector Trails, you can no longer get from the canal up the hill. So this oh, is no. very key for a lot of folks who run those trails. Anyone which on are the great way to run. Chadwick's, basically. Yeah, on the way to Chadwick. So anyways, I found a way around it, and Charlie was quick to quick to text me, which I thought was uh, was, was awesome. But yeah, you actually have to climb up this hill. I wouldn't okay. recommend it. So um, so anyways, maybe you shouldn't be on Strava. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the point of, the point of it. Um, uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, you... you uh, you ran Marine Corps, then mm-hmm. you ran CIM, yeah. you qualified for the trials. Yeah. You're, you're, you're full in, mm-hmm. uh, running 90 plus miles a week, and then That's just right. in, in doing some some races like the uh, St. Patty's Day 5K, 10K. How did that go for you last week? Uh, it was awesome. Because <laughs> yeah. you doubled and <laughs> yeah. I mean, you won both. I did. I mean, awesome. um, I'm kind of a serial racer. I love racing, and I you try do. to do it as okay. often as possible. So, so first one perspective, there's like 11 weeks left in this like spring season for me my my last race is going to be the brooklyn half okay and i'm racing seven out of the 11 weeks wow yeah and i had just run the cowtown half marathon and i pr'd at that actually the weekend before the pacers 510k right and my coach didn't want me to run the 10k he was like no you're not doing a 10k race Both. the weekend after you did a half i'm like okay what if i do a workout right, and then right, i right. run the five and the ten he's like Oh yeah, that sounds like a great right. idea. I'm like, see, it's all in the delivery. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I was excited to run the 5K for sure, because but I was also nervous because the 5K hurts. I right. feel like that's the worst distance, especially for a distance runner. Um, and I hadn't even for a reform mid distance. It runner? hurts. Yeah, it exactly. hurts so bad. Yeah. And um, I hadn't run raced a good 5K in over a year, and my, my like road PR is very outdated. I felt like um, like 1807. Mm-hmm. So I really wanted to go out and, and crush that. And so I was happy you know to to run under 1730 i think it was like 1728 and then i 
my goal was to run under 37 minutes for the 10K, and I wasn't sure how that was going to go, but I was feeling surprisingly good. So, um, yeah, it went, it went well, much you were better in front than of I thought. Me. <laughs> uh, you, were in front, well, you were well in front of me, and I was looking for Troy. I didn't know you had the hip problems, but uh, – yeah, that was a it. W- it was a good day to run, but not a great day to run. I mean, it was really kind of windy. windy. So, yeah, I mean, those it was times windy. Are, those times are really strong. It was fun. So yeah, great. it was good. So, um, you, you have a full slate of races, which Do. is which is a, a unique way of getting there. A yeah. lot of elites don't race that much. You're right, and I felt I feel like for whatever reason, my training is so hard that racing is nearly you know emulates the training. It, it's, it's almost. Um, easier like for example um one of my workouts this was a really hard workout was 15 by 1k mm-hmm. at you know 10k pace with a minute rest and so if you think about it then yeah you know a 5k with 25 minutes rest and then 10k after that is not a whole lot whole lot different right. you know um and so but yeah the long runs i really don't like long runs really? <laughs> and i must be my middle distance route right, still right, right. and um yeah so any any weekend i can get out of a, a long run and do a race instead is is a good weekend <laughs> so back to your back to your your kid which is, is fascinating to me i'm sure your your eight-year-old especially is in activities um mm-hmm, so you, yep. you are doing weekend long runs yeah like how's that how's that work because yeah you're right you can find the time mm-hmm. but that is a big chunk of time yeah so basically um my i have a second grader and a kindergartner right. and luckily you know they do this they do the after school program at school but the schools are great because they have all these activities you can sign up for like um run fit kids or like lego building um chess class um jump rope so all these different things so they do a couple activities right after school and so um you know their after school thing is till six every day anyway Mm -hmm. and then my older two also do gymnastics on thursdays and then they're going to do soccer um in the spring on the weekend this is making my head hurt so yeah if you can do well and then so i'm gonna run rock and roll tomorrow and then my i have my six-year-old is her birthday parties from three to five at the house rock and roll half yeah (laughs) i'm a little crazy but okay so i'm sorry your six-year-old then she has a birthday party from three to five at the house so i'm gonna have to run back home and scramble to get ready for that and have all the kids over but um yeah i mean you know it's nuts but yeah we certainly um make sure that you know we can get to all of their activities and just fit the running in yeah. around it so yeah. so do, do your kids like know that your mommy's like a star oh let me tell you are they into it or? it's funny because they were all talking the other day about um who was fastest in the family and the set my six-year-old she was like well mommy's first fastest and then my eight-year-old's like well actually i'm first fastest because mommy just jogs <laughs> But they're, they always ask me, did you win the race? Did you win the race? I always come home with a medal. And sometimes I'm like, well, I don't always win the race, but I just go out there and try my hardest, you know, and it makes me feel good. So I try to make it, you know, be about me and, you know, like self-improvement, right? You don't have to always win kind of thing. But the youngest, you know, she likes. Until you do always win. Yeah. (laughs) I know. She really does. Where's the lesson there? Yeah, I know. Yeah, where is the, good good question. I won three medals, but there are four of us. Well, yeah. 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 They get it in the sense that it's something (laughs) we do every day because um, they, like to play house and one of them be like okay I'm going to work and the other one be like okay I'm going for a run <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. it's just what mom and dad That's do cool. and I asked him like so do you know why mom runs and like no, <laughs> you know, it's just that's, like something we do because right. we like it. You well, know, that's good. I mean, yeah. that, they're gonna. I mean, you're you're showing good habits. Yeah, and I'm sure they'll get it right. Um, so you mentioned that you got a birthday party. You know, yeah. with, with your six year old. Yeah, said, right? yeah, she'll be turning so, six. So. 
are other moms and dads too coming over and being like, all right, this Bishop, she is like super mom. <laughs> like we, we are like embarrassed to show our faces around her. I mean, I, are they jealous? Are they like, I think they do. They come and they're a little bit in awe. Starstruck? Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. I do get a lot of that. Yeah. Um, because I mean, you, you aren't like, the normal mom picking up their kids and what's from so, school. And that was so interesting to me when I won Marine Corps because it was all like, you know, the announcer, this woman has four kids, ladies and gentlemen. And, you know, that right. would never be a big deal if it was a guy. Right, right, You right, know, right, like right. Galen Rue, totally. when he ran, you know, Chicago, no it's one was going, call. he has twins at home because she's, you know, his wife's expected right. to take. So I was almost like felt embarrassed. Like literally when they were interviewing me, like, am I doing something wrong? Like, right. do I not, does, you know, am I not allowed to have an hour to myself to run every day? You know, it it was odd to me because it's all my husband and I have ever known, right? Is to split the family responsibilities 50-50. And it's, you know, it, it was almost like, where are your kids? What? I'm like, well, my husband's watching them. I mean, like, where right. else would they be? But That's it's actually why I didn't make a big deal of it. Right. But it was it was just like, I mean, I was kind of like, it was very yeah, odd to it. me, you know? And it just made me realize, like, how far we really have to go still, right. you know? Um you know, the the whole gender role thing, right? Like, yeah. um, you know, it's hard to imagine, you know, women should be one, you know, when women have kids, they're very one faceted, you know, that's kind of the perception, but no, it doesn't, it shouldn't be like that. Right. right? Um, but it's great that, you know, I like, even when I started doing this a couple of years ago, um, I always wanted, you know, women to see, you know, you can pursue individual goals too. You know, it's okay. You know, it's okay to ask your husband to do a little bit more in the home and split responsibilities. And, you know, when I, you know, my husband, you know, I remember having to like ask him a little bit and he didn't mind, you know, sure. doing some difference. He just didn't know. Right. Because there's certain perception of what women should be doing, what men should be doing. Right. And so I think it's one thing that, you know, women feel guilty, too, about doing taking time for themselves. And I would have to ask myself, would my husband feel guilty about taking an hour at the gym? No. Or, or being away from the kids. Yes. Yeah, they, they, they yes, like, exactly. Um, yeah. And I have to think, you know, they're fine. They're playing with their friends. I, right. I can leave. I, I can right. go for a run, you know, and it's hard. It is hard, but I got over that. And um, and I think it's good for other women to see that it's okay, you know. So that's, that's awesome. been the that's been such a good thing with the outcome uh, of MCM. I mean, you know? I, this is a whole nother podcast, but my wife is the director of uh, cross country and track and field at Georgetown. Oh, cool. In a very male dominated like world. And so she runs in a lot of that stuff mm -hmm. where I don't know if I should say this or not, but I mean, but it's true. Like yeah. the expectations of her with she's, we've got a kid, she's pregnant with our second kid, Roberto. you know, are, are totally different yeah. than what the expectation of a male totally. director Absolutely. would be. Yeah. And we do have a ways to go. We do. We do. We do. So, so are you like, I mean, are you going to use this now new fame as a platform to... I kind of already have, you know, great. with the Lindsay Hine podcast. Yeah. I've just had so many women on, like I'm on Instagram, so I'm pretty okay. active on there. You know, reach out to me, say, I listened to the podcast. I saw the article. I'm so inspired. I hung up your article um, by my bed at night, yeah. you know? And so I'm just so grateful that that's what's come out of this you know is that you know the, the doors are opening you know women are seeing you know they're you know i should be pursuing other goals i don't have to just you know be tied to the you know family responsibilities i can do both i right. can be both and it's okay you know right. so I'm, I'm trying to to reach out and do that and it's already happening and i think it's awesome and i've gotten so much positive feedback from from um, women from you know the military from working yeah. moms from um you know um 
professional women in yeah. general, you know? So it's been awesome really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of, a lot of women who have four kids are defined and uh, no offense to them at all. Mm-hmm. They are defined by their four kids because yeah. it's, it can be all consuming as it can you be. Know. And you know, I, I kind of said like in one of the article, one of the articles or whatnot, um, you know, you can tell people um, I'm so bu- busy, and they're gonna they're gonna understand. You know, they're, yeah, you are busy, but you're only hurting yourself if you're not gonna make time for you. That's you're only hurting yourself. You know, um, so you know if you really want it, you know, do it. Find a way. You know, take it day by day. You know, and and it's okay. It really is okay. You know, 4 a.m. lunch right. after the kids go to bed. You know, like you can do it if you really want. You know, just just make it happen. You know. Love it. Basically, so you're you're doing some coaching now. How, yes. How did you get into that, and how did what informs your training uh, philosophy? Good point. Um, so I reached out to McCurdy trained about a year ago. She doesn't have enough to do, so she's doing <laughs> yeah. to help me. <laughs> right. These right. kids are really boring. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I reached out to McCurdy Train Coaching a year ago. My friend um, was using them, and she I really liked her workouts. I felt like he was a, like an aggressive coach, but mm-hmm. smart. And I remember calling him and talking to him about, hey, these are my goals. You know, I've kind of stalled out my training. And I was really nervous about committing. And I remember asking him, I was like, "Um, so, James, what if, like, your workout's really hard and I don't want to do it? And he he told me, (laughs) well, you're just going to have to suck it up and do it. And that was what I needed to hear for whatever reason. And so, um, yeah, so I've been, um, you know, running for him ever since. And then I joined his staff this year as a coach, actually just a few weeks ago. And, um and immediately have like eight or nine clients, you know, and most of them are busy moms, right, mm-hmm. that have been inspired by me and are, you know, want to take their running to the next level and have somebody um, push them in the right direction. And it's amazing already what I'm seeing with, with these runners, what they're doing, that their training indicated they never could, right? Just because somebody's saying, you need to go out and do this, and I know you can. You know, it's such a mental, I've, I've realized that running can be so mental. And um, if you free yourself of that, you know, mental block, you know, and, and just go out and do it. <laughs> Are they you know, generally uh, looking for marathon training? Or um, they are all the abilities. Mostly they do, they do have, I have um, any, you know, I have a beginner who's never run a half, who's only running three days a week, two with the stroller. And she's like, she didn't come to me and say, I don't, can you, do you think I can do this? She mm-hmm. said, how can I do this within my constraints? Mm-hmm. Perfect. That's the what phrase, I want to hear. The phrasing of the, of the Yes. Of the, like I'm coming to you. Like this seat, is, yes. and so we're doing, you know, we're doing intervals a couple times a week, even with the stroller, you know, or, you know, doing the long run without the stroller, only three, you know, three times a week and so a beginner to like intermediate um 320 marathoner who's been stuck for a little while um and um yeah i have and then i think i'm going to get a couple um close to the three hour mark but i have about um eight or nine coaching clients right now and kind of my philosophy you know hard on hard days easy on easy days um you know we'll just um We'll just, it'll be a progression based on, you know, what their ability has been in the past. And um, I'm definitely using a lot of what, I, you know, my past experience, of course, yep. to, mm-hmm. to coach them um, into, you know, what I know has worked for me. And, you know, we adjust and I tell them, you know, we'll work your training around your schedule, but you'll get it done, you know, right. and, and they appreciate that. And their things will come up one day or another. And we'll have to switch workouts around and that's okay. But mm-hmm. it's the consistency that matters and that counts. And, um, and, and that's what I preach to them. And, um, yeah, just having someone hold you accountable is great. 
what helps. It's huge, yeah. I mean, you try to coach yourself before, and mm-hmm. it's just yeah. right. I mean, I would. There would be days I'm supposed to do work. I'm, ah, I'm not going to yeah, do it. Right. Mm-hmm. And those days add up, you know. Or you, yep. you know, you shorten the long run. Or you don't run as hard as you can. Or you know, you're not going to assign yourself a workout that you really should be doing, but you don't want to, you know. So it makes a difference once you reach a certain level, for sure. In terms of accountability, your your husband's trying to break three. Oh hours. yeah. So uh, are you helping at all with that? Or <laughs> oh, wait, how did he come to this goal? He's run two marathons, been inspired by me. Right. And um, <laughs> the first one was the two years ago at MCM when I got fourth. And okay. he was trying to BQ. Okay. And he missed it by two minutes Ugh. because it was warm and hot. But he ran a great race, his first marathon. I was really proud of him. Yeah. And then he went out to Ottawa in the spring. And he did. He BQ'd 306. Nice. But he missed getting into Boston by 30 seconds. Because, right. you know, you have to be. Oh, it's so hard. Yeah. I know. Right. Right. So in the past, he would kind of listen to what I'd say. You know, hey, go do this. And then he, he wouldn't, you know, he would do what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I kind of felt like doing this today. Or, well, I didn't want to run today. So, I'm, okay, you can do what you want. But he would halfway listen to me. But now that I'm an actual coach, he's like, so what should I do today? Okay, so how should I run? I'm like, <laughs> oh, now that other people think, you know, know, think I know what I'm doing now. You think <laughs> you're going to listen to me. But he's in great shape. He's ready, really, for 2.55. Um, we're hoping to run Shamrock um, okay. next weekend. Okay. And All right. I'm so hoping. this weekend at the end of at the, right, this when this Right, when this comes <laughs> out. Saturday. Yes. <laughs> So it'll be, Sunday. it'll be. There we go. Yeah. So it's the race is Sunday or it's yeah. on Sunday, but he Sunday, says Sunday, if it's Sunday. too windy, he's not going to do it. And he's going to run the Eugene marathon. Okay. So hopefully right. he doesn't. Um, I hope he just goes out and tries to try to just get yeah. it done. But JT um, running DC ran the Eugene marathon. She did. Yeah. Year. Really enjoyed Oh, it. Yeah. really? Yeah, yeah. I've heard a lot of great things. Good. Weather looks good there. So we'll see. So we may just both end up running the half. I'm, I'm going to run the half anyway. Okay. But if he, if the weather looks, you know, just too much, you know, too windy for his liking, he'll run the half and probably PR, try to PR he should half. do here's what he should do okay. just do this as a 22 mile train <laughs> <run>. <laughs> yeah. and then and then go run Eugene ah, that, you know? that's what I would do I, exactly <laughs> and yep, Eugene's one of those seven what are the other the other race you've got until oh yes until uh, Brooklyn so um, Shamrock next weekend and then Cherry Blossom and then there's the nation's capital or national capital women's half marathon mm-hmm. here. And what I really am excited about that because it's a new race. Yeah. So I'm going to run that. Um, and then there is Broad Street after that. Um, I want to run GW Parkway. That's one of those between. Yeah. It's it's the 22nd. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And yep. then um, Brooklyn. And I think that I am. You do hit. race a lot. That's awesome. <laughs> I think wow. I hit them all. That's great. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. All right. So. Well. Fantastic. Well, yeah. we uh, look forward to following your progress. Thanks, Chris. Um, that is, a, your story is amazing. We'll tweet out a couple of links. Of course, Charlie's article in Run Washington, and also there was a Runner's World article. And you'll have to let me know if there's any other cool mm-hmm. articles that our listeners would like to uh, to read. We'll re- we'll tweet those out at Pace the Nation. We've got a uh, one that uh, one of my writers who works for WTOP is Sarah Beth Hen- Hensley wrote awesome. back in uh, right after yeah. you qualified. Yeah, uh, that right. That was CIM. a good one too. Yeah. That's that's we'll very, stick very that in cool. there. Yeah, so we'll we'll tweet all those out. Um, uh, congratulations on all your success, and I, I appreciate you uh, finding the time to, to come and talk to yeah, us. Sure. I mean, you just find a way to make everything happen. So <laughs> this could have been five miles for you. So yeah. I appreciate <laughs> thirty five <laughs> minutes. That's true. It's okay because uh, I'm racing tomorrow. So there you go. Yeah. So you need an easy day. So yeah. yeah, we'll have to. When this podcast has come out, we'll have seen how she does at the. Uh, at the uh, rock and roll half marathon, no pressure, but uh, we're hoping for some hardware. I know yeah, your kids are too. Yeah. Win or all day. Yeah. yeah, exactly. All right. 
Sarah, thank you so much. Thanks, for Chris. Us. Appreciate it. All right, Thanks, there Charlie. she goes. All right. That's Sarah Bishop. She's uh, the Marine Corps Marathon 2017 champion. She joined us on Pace the Nation. We are going to take a quick break and be right back after this. All right, welcome back to the program. And thanks again to Sarah Bishop for joining us today on the program. Uh, awesome interview. You can find her on Instagram at Sarah Bishop Runs. And then Charlie, her website for her training website. So she coaches at uh, www.mccurdytrain.com. That's M C K I R D Y trained.com. Very cool. So she's one of the coaches there. So, man, I didn't know a lot of this stuff about her. So that was uh, props to you for, for tracking her down. Um, and I, you were just saying, like, you know, you were surprised she was able to find the time, yeah. but you know, I'm not surprised hearing, by anything anymore. After hearing her story, um, you know, I, I'm not surprised she could fit it in. So she's running the the uh, ro- the, the rock and roll half marathon tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, any predictions from you? You're you're the resident expert here um, of of all things DC running. What do you what do you think she can do out there? One eighteen fifty three. All right, one eighteen fifty three. And this, so, is, this is Friday that I'm this saying is this. Friday, so I'm not going. Which, I'm not going back with which would, prior knowledge. Which, which would probably win that race, right? Yeah. Yeah. Last so, year, uh, uh, g- guest from episode one hundred, Carrie Allen won last year. Oh, that's right. Any idea what she she ran? I think she was one nineteen. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I'm making we'll, that up. We'll, we'll uh, <laughs> we will we will have that result. Uh, by by the time this podcast posts but uh hopefully i'm sure she'll do well she seems super fit and ready to go and unfazed by most anything so she'll be just fine um so before we get back to docs and joanna charlie i really appreciate you joining us uh i'm sorry to hear about your hip so what's going on with the hip so i think i know what happened yeah uh about two weeks ago three weeks ago at this point i Thought I'd go out to this uh, this loop I really like out in Poolsville, uh, mm-hmm. dual ferries, where you start at Edwards Ferry, run to White's Ferry on the towpath, and come back on River Road. Uh, that was right at it had snowed the night before. Gotcha. And while I was out there, it melted, and I was pretty pretty much running on mud for twenty miles. Oh, no. And I was I was slipping most of the time, and I think that might have that might have beat day. my hips up. Then driving an hour back yeah. from Poolsville. It just it put me in a bad place, and a week later, it just tightened up ah, on me. And that's too bad. So I'm aqua jogging a lot. All right, so aqua jogging. When do you hope to be back running? I'm hoping I'm going to try next Wednesday. All right, I'm giving myself the, another week off. <laughs> all the folks who follow you on Strava are dying to know when you're going to be back on. Don't don't let their uh, young kids read it because there's a lot of foul language. <laughs> right. All right. Well, we'll, we'll uh, look forward to uh, having you back again soon. I, I, I think this might be for again. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll I'm, have to I'm check. going to send my measurements to Kelly for my my gold jacket. <laughs> right. Okay. It might be five. All right. But yeah. Thanks again to Charlie. Thanks again to Sarah for joining us. We obviously recorded that interview, so we can't really comment on it. But uh, for full disclosure, pulling back the curtain here, I'm not even sure if you guys were there for it. But <laughs> but uh, just for full disclosure, we had to record it uh, later in the week uh, because Docs will be out of town and Joanna is getting surgery. So when's the surgery happening? Tomorrow. Tomorrow, okay. Yeah, but it already happened by the right. time this by, by this comes out. Uh, are you nervous about surgery? No, I've know? been doing my like my last of everything. So like yeah. I went to my last yoga class, okay. did my last long run, did my last parallel park. Okay. 
Are you thinking that you might die? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think you're going to be just fine. All it right. Well, all let me frame it this way. So when I first went, because my foot is really hurting and I went to see this really great podiatrist and I was really concerned because he was like, well, let's just fix the bunion. And, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, you know, I, I really like to run and do yoga and hike and I like work in the running industry. So this is a big decision for me to do something about my foot. So he tells me, he's like, well, how many miles a week do you run? So I'm like, well, on average, usually about 40 miles a week. So he's like, in six weeks, you'll be running 40 miles a week. So I'm like, Sounds hey, great. Yeah, good. let's let's, let's do, do this. Yeah. And I'm thinking like I take a week off from work. I'm back the next week. This yeah. is going to be fine. Planning for all this. And then I go to my pre-op on Thursday and the guy says to me, he's like running in in, in six weeks. You'll still be in a boot. You won't even be walking <laughs> in six weeks. So they join They got to prepare you for the worst case scenario. Well, that is my worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that does sound like a worst case scenario. All right. I hope that it's the running 40 miles a week in six weeks. I, I really hope so. Hope so. Just just really drink so. your milk yeah. and <laughs> eat. Get your get your protein. Yep. Get your rest. Get your sleep. Take your opioids. Get addicted <laughs> to that. I will not down, take any opioids. Down downward spiral, oh, and no. then six weeks from now, uh, you won't even worry about. That'll be the anymore. least of my yeah. problems. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Doc's did for his uh, broken leg. That's why he's yeah, been so soon. Yeah, I do. I broke my leg in three places, but I yeah. have no problem. <laughs> All right. So I mentioned earlier today that Joanna was published today, and she didn't realize it. Yeah, I had have no idea. Have you figured out what it is yet? No, because I, I think I only wrote like two articles. For All right. On Run Washington, Charlie posted today your article titled Off the Beaten Path, Green Belt Park. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I so, wrote an article about Greenbelt Park a yeah. long time ago. Years ago, you wrote an article about Greenbelt Park. I'm pretty sure that was 2013. Um, and yeah, I think it was probably five years ago. Joanna, uh, what's Greenbelt Park? It's a park in Greenbelt, Maryland. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, the article starts, I went to the woods to feed my soul, to gain back energy drained by a fast-paced life, to feel something other than c- cement beneath my feet. That, I was, sound, that sounds I, like me. Yeah. I was inspired by that. That was really good. Uh, so then it, it, it talks about Greenbelt Park. It's got a map of it. Uh, I'm glad he reposted that. Very. Uh, Can you is Greenbelt a metro stop? It yeah, is it is a metro stop. Yep. But I don't. Th- um, I did drive there, so I'm not sure what the what the relationship is. In 2012. In 2013, <laughs> I borrowed a car to drive out there. Well, actually, I I convinced a friend to drive me out there. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what's weird is that a lot of things from 2013 are surfacing in my life. So my phone is from 2013 <laughs> and it died. Mm-hmm. And then my watch, like my not my Garmin watch, but my everyday like chrono watch mm-hmm. is from 2013 and that just died. Mm-hmm. And now this article comes yep. up. I don't know whether the article about Greenbelt is timely or not, uh, because if you go there today, uh, the whole trail might have trees and limbs and branches down. It might be tough to run. Uh, Charlie did an, did did a uh, update of Run Washington today and talked about a few areas that were uh, that had trees down. Uh, Capital Crescent was one of them uh, that, and there was a picture that he had with with a big tree across the path there. Uh, I recently ran the Georgetown trails, uh, which I think Joanna, you call something else, the connector connector trails, trails right? Uh, you can no longer run, and this is. Uh, a good note for those who run from Georgetown trying to go towards AU. Uh, you can no longer run off the canal uh, up that trail right now because there's construction. So that's not even because of the trees. That's uh, isn't that a, isn't that news that Charlie broke on on our podcast? <laughs> he may have been. I think he did. Yeah. But that was 
that was a that was a while ago, yeah. and the construction did not prevent you from actually running. There well, is a huge fence there now. Yeah, well, he he's put that on his Instagram too. So if you do follow around Washington Instagram, you this can't. Is, this is old news. No, it's just yeah. recently. Like I ran there last Wednesday, and uh-huh. it was for the first time. You couldn't. They, well, they said enough of uh, enough of these I was still riffraff s- who were trying to you know get yeah. around the fence. All right. So so your point is that they 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 did close it down before, mm-hmm. but you could. Get around there was it. A work still, around. There was a workaround, and now the workaround is gone. It's gone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. So you can't do it there. Um, uh, I was on the. Um, you know the problem with that is 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 that too many people shared the workaround. Right. When you find right. when you find a loophole, when keep you find it, a workaround, keep you keep quiet. that to yourself. Right. I agree. You don't you don't bring everybody else in on that that news because then you know too many too many people find out about it, and of course they take it away. That's true. One other note about uh, spots to run. Uh, I ran the uh, the island. Uh, a lot Roosevelt of trees. Island. Roosevelt Island. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of trees. Do you know which Roosevelt that. that's named after? Uh, I know that it's one of the Teddies. One of the Teddy <laughs> Roosevelts. Yeah. There were more more than one that were president. I who knows? There's no way to find that out. Um, is it named after Teddy Roosevelt or is it Franklin Roosevelt? Oh, I thought it was Teddy Roosevelt. Joanna. It's it is Teddy. Yeah, it is Teddy. Teddy. Yeah, I've, this is, we've had this conversation. I've heard the Teddy Ro- I, that, that I do remember, uh, but one path that isn't that isn't uh, obstructed by any limbs or trees is my regular eight mile route. You can mm-hmm. find that on Strava. I do that every Don't. almost every day. So that is not. So that's a that 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 is not obstructed. So uh, I didn't. My runs weren't obstructed either. You ran on a bro- broken leg. Wow. Um. I did not run, so when I hurt myself, I took that day off because I was a little bit afraid. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I did run. I've run, I think, twice since since I broke my leg. Wow! Without any issues, except that I'm just I just don't feel good when I run. Don't know what to do with that, <laughs> do you? Um. Sometimes, sometimes you, I get, I get to the point where, like, the running is tough. And you just got to kind of push through that yeah. and, and get a little bit more fit, and then, then it comes around. Right now I'm going through the phase where the running is tough. It's good advice. Push through, even on a broken leg. Mm-hmm. Um, so this past weekend, the World Championships were held. Track and um, Field World Championships. Yes, indoors. In Birmingham. Alabama. <laughs> no, not Alabama. Oh. Uh, Birmingham, England. And uh, I think they have since been completed right they finished this weekend um we are hopeful to have a guest or two from those championships join us in the future uh weeks so that we can cheer for them later yes Mm -hmm. uh then but if they destroyed my bracket i'm gonna ask them about that Mm -hmm. i I did Mm want to go over maybe some results and and mostly let's start relate to joanna's bracket let's just start and have joanna describe this bracket she's talking about (laughs) So Let's Run does a prediction contest for basically everything where like for the U.S. Olympic trials, you can predict who's going to get first, second and third. Mm -hmm. So you just go through each event and they have a little form you fill out online. And then during the actual event, you get points. And you the nice thing with their bracket is that if somebody uh, that you had picked like for second gets third, you get a point like you get a point for predicting Mm -hmm. that they would be somewhere in like the top three. Mm -hmm. So I've never done any of these prediction contests because quite frankly, I thought they were kind of silly, but you don't gamble and I don't gamble, but it is free to enter. Yeah. (laughs) But it, this one was $200,000. If you you won, it's not if you win, not if you win, if you get a perfect bracket, right? Right. um, Yes. Correct. 
I um, I thought that I had to take this chance because that's a, a big chunk of money. Well, the the, the chances of actually getting a perfect, with a perfect bracket. bracket. I was very close. Uh, okay. Okay. All right. So you <laughs> how, won the how contest. next time. You won the how contest. Close? Then I guess not very close. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I got sixty five points. Um, the winner had, I think, 78, 76 wow. points. So, so you were pretty close. I wasn't that far off, but there's a lot of people in that range that I okay. was in. Um, and I, I just want to say that, first of all, my mistakes were that I did not follow the news closely enough. So there was a couple of people who couldn't compete because of visa issues. Mm. And I did not learn that in time to update my bracket. Mm-hmm. And then um, I did had... Did you pick that Kenyan 800 meter runner who Paul Aaron coaches? Yes. And then um, a couple of my people were knocked out. There was like a whole a whole heat in the 400 that got DQ'd. And then my other, you know, I always pull for the Americans. And I think that there's, there's going to be like a miracle-like story where they mm-hmm. like come from behind and get like mm-hmm. a surprise medal. So I, I picked a couple of people to get some surprise medals and that really cost me. Mm. Well, one did. Uh, one American did get a surprise medal. Who was your surprise? No, well, the, the 800 meter runner. Oh, Drew, I picked him. I did. I picked. I picked him. Yeah. Wow, impressive. Yeah. She just turned her her uh, bracket around as if we would immediately know <laughs> right. how this bracket is and where I'm looking at and all that good stuff. Wow. So I picked him to get third in the men's 800, and he actually got second. Silver, right? Joanna, I'm looking at this, and it looks like the only thing that you got right was the men's pole vault. That's the only one that I scored perfectly on. That's uh-huh. correct. How did you know <laughs> so, the men's pole vault? Yeah, but so so how many events are we talking about here? 20, and you got one event exactly right, and you think that you were close to getting the, the big – yeah, she's less is, close than I thought. Basically, basically, what happened is is Joanna just got the uh, the the she had the recessive gambling gene, <laughs> right. and it just activated. Right, and now she's she's convincing herself that if she keeps gambling, she will make a lot of money. Right. Well, because I know what I did wrong, so you, I know I know how to fix you're it. You're saying all the wrong things. <laughs> Uh, these are also the things that Farley says when yes. when when, when uh, I, he goes when I to leave the casino. the casino. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, I'm less convinced that you were close. Well, Look at all those ones you got wrong. Also, wow. like that Jamaica got DQ'd in the the relay, so I, I that one would have been perfect. Yeah, everybody got that one wrong though. Yeah, I, but whatever. I'm just saying that <laughs> I I. But Joanna, you you've okay. done the NCAA pool in the past. Yep. And. This is very similar, except this is just for track and field. And to be honest, when I won that one, I had no idea about basketball, and I also have no idea about the men's pole vault. <laughs> so and 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 so based on those two experiences, the the men's pole vault and the NCAA basketball pool, which you won, you also conclude that uh, at the end of this. Your problem was you didn't know enough, and next time you're going to do a lot of research. <laughs> I like that. Hey, don't dissuade her from gambling more, Docs. Come on. <laughs> I'm going to win one of these She one will time. win. She will win, yes. I, I feel like this is Joanna's last show <laughs> because uh, she's going she's gonna to just be like this crazy person with all these like yarn up on the wall and tracking everybody's workouts Love on it. Instagram and Strava. All right. Well, any other highlights other than your bracket from – Worlds. I mean, that's the most important thing, obviously. Um, I mean, it, it was uh, the DQs were rampant in yeah. this World Championships, which I think was confusing for people who don't typically follow the sport. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, is that I, what you meant when you texted us and said this is why people don't like track? Yeah, that's yes. exactly what yeah. I meant. 
Because um, <clears throat> it was completely out of context because I didn't watch any of the World Championships. <laughs> oh, I was like, re- I was really mad and I was like home alone. So I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm going to get on texting. Yeah. If you were home alone, you should have uh, set up all sorts of uh, traps in the house. Like with toys <laughs> and paint cans. Is this some old Macaulay Culkin thing? Yeah, yeah. home okay. alone. Okay. Although gotcha. I was, so m- both of the people I live with were out of town this week. And um, I was a little nervous about somebody breaking into the house. So mm-hmm. I don't normally like double check locks or anything like mm-hmm. that. But I did double check the locks. And then one time I thought I heard something and I was like, oh my God, this is the home invasion. And then it was just the cat. He like knocked something over. Or the wind. It's a good thing that you didn't lose power. You had been home alone with no power. You would have gotten out of there real fast. <laughs> um, all right. So any other highlights? Um, I always like Aji Wilson. So okay. um, she put up a really great battle in the women's 800. 800. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she got she ultimately got silver, but she set a record. She got a personal best. So um, like good for her. And I, I just always think that she's a class act and, and fun to watch. Um, the women's. 1500 was also uh it wasn't that much of a surprise to me that laura Muir had a good race and got um second um but i think there was a lot of people that weren't really sure how she was going to perform so the women's 1500 was also exciting any other americans have medals um the distance events no No. that's it just drew wendell yeah and i picked chalamo of course and then he was he's dq'd yeah Wasn't he almost DQ'd in the uh, Rio Olympics in the 5,000? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Guys, guys flirts with DQs. Yeah, he does. All right. This podcast, of course, is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with five area DC locations. Pacers Running is for every run. We also have a location in Princeton, New Jersey. Seven Palmer Square, our manager of the Princeton, New Jersey store, Steve. He is currently plowing, plowing through all our episodes. I think he's... I think he's on episode number four right now. He's got a long way to go. He's, he's, he's is he going to break Chris McBritney's uh, <laughs> record? I think that I forget. I forget the actual stats on that. It's like something like listening to the entire catalog in a month. Well, Steve, listen to all the shows and you'll figure it out. Oh yeah, he'll listen us. to yeah. it. Yeah, you you let us know. Uh, but ho- hopefully, uh, you find out soon so you know what the record is that you're shooting for. Exactly. I like how you told him that if he wants to have a job, he needs to listen to the podcast. Yes, that's it. <laughs> I wish you employed more people. <sighs> Get those numbers up. Uh, you could follow us, of course, on uh, Facebook and Twitter. It's uh, it's it's at Pace the Nation, uh, and also sign up for the. Parkway Classic. It is the best 10-miler of the year. I'm serious. You can still sign up now. If you're listening to this show, uh, you can sign up now for the Parkway Classic 10-miler. We had a great road race this weekend, uh, the St. Paddy's Day 5K, 10K. Uh, So our our team did an awesome job, and they will just do a killer job. Parkway Classic is the third Sunday in April. Sign up for that race today. And running news – a legend of the sport passed away this past weekend. Uh, Sir Roger Bannister, the first athlete to break the four-minute mile, died at 88 years old this past weekend. Um, he ran a sub-four-minute mile May 6, 1954. So that was the first time that someone had broken the four-minute mile. And while he was... Was he in med school? Yeah, or he was he in med school yeah. at the time. And that, that was, you know, yeah. that was what was crazy to me. He did a usual shift at St. Mary's Hospital and then went over to Oxford, took a train to Oxford, and then ran this mile at 6 o'clock that night after his usual shift at the hospital. Um, 
That was something that was new to me when I was reading about uh, his death this weekend. Another interesting fact that I read, a uh, quote from Sebastian Coe, who was a, one of the world's greatest milers ever. Uh, he said, Coe said he was running 28 training miles a week. 28 miles a week, that's it. Bannister, Roger Bannister. Bannister was running 28 yeah. miles a week. He did, he did it on limited scientific knowledge with leather shoes in which spikes alone probably weighed more than the tissue-thin shoes today on tracks which speedway riders would turn up their noses. So far as I'm concerned, this was the greatest run of all time. So uh, he calls it the greatest run of all time. He said the the spikes, the actual implements in the shoes that he was wearing, weighed more than what the spike, what the actual shoes and and, and implements uh, weigh today. Um, former guest Alex Hutchinson wrote an article on Outside, uh, and one of the things he said in reality, Bannister's four minute attempt required extraordinary effort and planning involving a highly controversial, unprecedented use of pacemakers to lead him through the first three laps. Mm-hmm. So he used pacemakers, which was controversial at the time. Uh, that that sort of surprised me. It was it, they used rabbits, but they did not. Um, they they didn't like breaking three rotate mm-hmm. the guys in. Right. Right? <laughs> right, right. No, I think I think that that sets the standard because people say as long as they start the race with you, uh, just like they did with Roger Bannister, as long as they start the race with you, it's an honest effort. It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was interesting. I didn't know rabbits were highly controversial, as Hutchinson said in his piece in Outside. Uh, also, um, Hutch, uh, in Hutchinson's article, uh, this was interesting to me. Uh, Bannister retired from running at the age of 25. I think he broke four minutes at 25, too, and retired the same year. And what went else on, is there to accomplish? <laughs> and went on to a career as a world-renowned neurologist who is often quoted— What's a neurologist? Uh, something with the brain. Mm-hmm. Good. Uh, something. He's a doctor of brain. Uh, <laughs> he was also quoted lament, lamenting the decline of the of the uh, amateurism. So he was a big fan of of being an amateur. So Hutchinson's article also talks about how uh, Bannister was a big fan of the uh, the amateurs being a part of of you know running back in. You know, in the 50s, now all these runners who are, uh, you know, making the Olympic team and are their, the best runners in the country, or of course, are of course professionals. So he was a big fan of studying, training, and being part of this team uh, in college, and didn't really feel the need to have this professional running career because there was other things he wanted to do. So very interesting guy. Um, it's uh, it was neat to kind of read and learn about him. I probably should have done that before he died, but uh, that's kind of what happens sometimes when people die. You learn about their life. So very interesting. Sir Roger Bannister, who was knighted, he was knighted in 1975. So uh, another thing. I don't. How do you get knighted? Well, that's the the Queen knights you. Okay. So if you're like if you're a hero of the crown. Got it. So, for instance, Paul McCartney is a sir. Is a sir? Okay, mm-hmm. gotcha. And I think some of the James Bond actors were sirs. <laughs> Are they really? Yes, not because of the stuff that they did in the movie, but because of their movies and because of their acting careers. So how do you get on the list to become a knight? I think that it's up to the queen's discretion. Okay. Wow. Do you well, think that somebody like puts together a list for her to look at in, 
in her paper. Like if you have to apply for it, if it's well, if it's like it's my survivor like, application. <laughs> yeah, well, because you know, you have to he, make a cl- clever video. He ran this this mile, the first sub four mm-hmm. minute mile in 1954, but then mm-hmm. he wasn't right. knighted until 1975. And he did. It's kind of like a lifetime accomplishment. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, what would be a comparison of in the U.S. being knighted? Is there a comparison that I could? Uh, Presidential Medal of Honor, I guess. Okay. Maybe that or um, winning an Oscar. Those are two very different things. I know. (laughs) The Oscar's not real. Okay. Well, I like like Presidential Medal of Honor. That's good. I think the Presidential Medal of Honor is one. And and, uh, I think at least as far as the arts is concerned, probably being recognized by the Kennedy Center. Mm, Yeah. That that might be. I I think that if... if, uh, well, Led Zeppelin got honored by the Kennedy Center, so it's not exclusive to mm-hmm. American citizens. But uh, I, I think that something like that in the entertainment industry. But I think that the the knights in uh, in in the UK, I think that that's a little bit. It's it's more broad. It's not just entertainment. Mm-hmm. All right. So I, I think basically you do something great with your life, and then you get knighted. It's and it's a throwback. It's it's something that they had. I mean, they used to make knights. They used to need knights. The knights of the round table. Mm-hmm. Well, that's fictitious, but yes. I mean, they used to have actual knights, sir, sir, this, sir, that. I've been to the Knights of Columbus. That's as close as I've gotten. It's a <laughs> pool over in Arlington. Really good times during the weekends, uh, during the summer. <laughs> really, really. I'm a big fan of Knights of Columbus. Okay. I do want to talk about the Oscars real quick, though. Okay. Did either of you guys watch them? Um, no, no. Uh, there was a really funny part with, uh, I don't even know. I know Maya Rudolph is one of them and I don't know who the other lady is, but the other lady, uh, she's for about a year. She's, she's only been famous for about a year. And I think she might've been nominated for an Oscar last year. Mm-hmm. She has one dress and she wears it to every event. I and then she, she hosted uh, Saturday Night Live. She wore it three times on Saturday Night Live. Like she opened it for opening monologues. She wore it on the news and she wore it in one of the skits. And, and like that's her thing that she only has one dress. She was hilarious. That's great. I love that. Yeah. Um, did it cross your mind to even watch the Oscars? Um, you know, I went, oh, Man, so on Friday night, uh, Chris and I went to Aslan, which is a brewery in Virginia that I love, had a pop-up in Mm -hmm. D.C., and it was this five-course meal with a beer tasting, and it was really great. And so we took an Uber there because it was, like, so windy and everything. And in the Uber, there was a commercial for chips, and they were talking about, for your next event, make sure you have chips on hand. And I was like, what events are even coming up that you're buying chips for? Super Bowl's passed. Yeah, exactly. And our Uber driver was like, uh, the Oscars? I just don't get it. Those are the same people who say niche. Are those <laughs> people really are. I don't think they're all the I same. I know. I know. You're the you are the worst kind of person, Chris. I, like, I, I'm not. I just I I just said I watched the oh, show. Okay, that's true. Sorry, sorry. Uh, I like Jimmy Kimmel. So yeah. basically, I I like to watch the opening monologue because I I, I yeah. think his jokes are really funny. Okay, I can and do that. while he was doing the open opening monologue, I saw Eddie Vedder. I was like, I'm in for the rest of the show because they didn't say what he was doing. Like, why was he there? And I know that he wouldn't be there if he wasn't performing. And then shortly into it, they said, and performances by Eddie Vedder. He didn't play for three and a half hours later. Oh, my goodness. But you were hooked. I was um, in. I was so all in. what won Best Picture? 
the the three oh, the billboards. Shape of water. The shape of water. The one, yeah, shape of water one. Oh, and the the woman from uh, Three Billboards. I think it's Frances McDormand. She won, and she had a. You guys should look up her speech. I mean, and I think she won an Oscar for Fargo. I think she did in too. the past. So she's a a repeat winner, but she seemed uh, genuinely shaken for winning. And then she gave this speech, which the best description afterwards, uh, Jimmy Kimmel says, I hope she wins an Emmy for her speech for winning an Oscar. <laughs> um, but it, her speech funny. her speech was pretty good. Um, and there was the one thing is like a running bit the whole time. Like Jimmy Kimmel was saying that the show is too long. So they want the speeches to be short. Mm-hmm. So he offered a, a jet ski to the person who got the shortest speech acceptance speech and they they brought it out and uh showed it just like the price is right yeah like they had the window open up and he says you'll get this it's a pretty good bit but everybody kept referencing it so like people would come up and they'd be like all right uh start your watch now okay and they'd talk fast or whatever and and you know he'd come out and he'd say it and then there was one guy who came out and and he was like he starts talking he says I'm not going for the jet ski. I've got a lot of people to thank. <laughs> and people just kept referencing the jet ski. So I like that. I, I like the repeating the repeating gag or that everybody was kind of playing along with that. Did somebody actually win the jet ski? Yes. At the end, he came out, like when they wrapped up the show, he came out with a uh, on the jet ski and a life vest over his tuxedo. Who, who won it? S- somebody who didn't have very many people to thank. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Did Get Out course. win anything? Yes. Uh, he won the best... Um, I, maybe best director oh, nice. or best screenplay. I'm not sure because um, it's yeah, it's uh, Jordan Peele. He was nominated. Like he did everything. He wrote it. He directed it. He did. So I think he, maybe he got best screenplay. Nice. Um, I, I don't think he got best director. I think best director went to the Shape of Water guy. Yeah. So I think he got. I think it won best screenplay. Good. I'm yeah. glad. See, I don't need to watch the Oscars. Yep. You just tell There's me what the happens. Update. Thanks, Docs. <laughs> I feel like this is like in the morning news shows when they have like the entertainment person that mm-hmm. gives you like the dirt on mm-hmm. everyone in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. You just and compared us to a morning, morning terrible radio show. <laughs> Gosh. I those clowns in Congress. <laughs> <laughs> well, you kind of did a traffic report on the I trail. You're right. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. All right. Well, we have a 36 minute commercial break coming up. <laughs> All right, episode 145, I think it is, in the books. Thanks again to Sarah Bishop for joining us today on the program. You can find her on Instagram at Sarah Bishop Run, so she is a definite must-follow. So give her a follow on Instagram. A lot of people, other people to thank. I want to thank my guest co-host, Charlie Band. Charlie's at Run Washington for joining us. Charlie, thanks for making it happen again, man. Great, great, great work there. Uh, thanks to our other co-hosts who were on the show earlier today, but no longer here right now. William Docs, Joanna Russo. Hopefully, Joanna, you're recovering well from the surgery and Docs enjoying Florida. All right. For all the folks at PTN, I'm Chris Farley. This is Space Nation. We'll see you next week.
Can uh, we can we talk about the fact that there's two fire trucks outside with uh, lights ablazing? Yeah, I, you know it's funny. The wind is no longer. I mean, it's not even. The, the, the trees are the branches of the the tree branches are sort of can I ask you a little what bit? are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Why would you connect tree branches and wind with two fire trucks? Well, I'm just saying, like the maybe you know, he thought like a window broke. I, I thought like mm-hmm. if fire trucks are going to be in action right now, it's because it's windy again. And don't you think it might be because there might be a fire? Mm, I don't think of fire trucks. I don't think you don't think fire, fire trucks, trucks respond to fires. I just, not the association. Yeah. Not, not the association I have. I don't think cat do, stuck in a tree. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there is a fire truck currently out there, but I there's mean, two of them. There's one. There's they're they're taking up the entire corner, and then I saw all the firemen uh, walk to the. Um, I'm not going to say the brand name of the coffee shop down on the corner. Mm-hmm. So they're they're they responded to the emergency, which probably probably is like a faulty wire or something. Right. So uh, not a fire. The, the alarm went off. Well, look here come the here comes the first truck. They're all coming out of the building right now. All I know is when I locked my kid and dog in the car, the fire truck came. That's what came to the, to the uh, house. Was it a windy day that day? Were there trees? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, somebody is somebody's harassing yeah, us from outside. Right. Uh, I wonder. It's Julie. Yeah, it is. She's She's wearing one of my shirts. I was looking for that shirt. It's hilarious. Um, when you're pregnant, I guess she, she wears my stuff. When you're pregnant, you got to wear Farley's clothes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You said it, I not know, me. I know, I know. She doesn't listen to the show anymore, so. Uh, 